Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble. With exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. It's Live in the Bream with the host of Fox News Sunday, Shannon Bream. One of my very favorite people and one of my very favorite topics. It's all married together in today's Live in the Bream. I'm so excited that she is back. Megan Alexander, she, you'd recognize her. My mom adores her because she knows her from Inside Edition, where she's a correspondent. But she's a singer. She's a songwriter. She's an author. She's a mama and a wife. Like She's a decorator extraordinaire. She does everything. Is there anything you're not good at, Megan? Oh, my goodness. I just enjoy it, Shannon. I don't know if I'm good at it, but I just I'm going to do it because it's so much fun. <laughs> well, you have so many different talents. I, I left out acting, too, because you do that. I actually saw you in a movie um, and you have done many of those. So you're multi-talented. And I love this project that you have really focused on. You've got a brand new book out and it is called The Magic of a Small Town Christmas. And it tracks along with a TV show that you're doing as well, which I love because it goes to these small towns that really embrace Christmas. And um, tell me about that. Because listen, I told you before we got started, just reading your book, I'm like ready to go home and decorate my whole house and just get my Christmas on. Oh, I'm so glad. That's that's the idea, Shannon. Look, listen, this all came about really a couple years ago. It's pretty recent. During COVID, like so many people, when you, we were all in our homes and not able to go anywhere, I really found myself longing to travel with my kids and take them to small towns around the country and see how they celebrate Christmas. That is something I did growing up with my childhood. I grew up in Seattle and outside of Seattle is a tiny town called Leavenworth that is known as the Christmas town of the Northwest. And anytime, oh. you know, my kids and I, we love to travel during the holidays, pack everybody up in the car and go see, you know, what's their spin on the local parade or what does this sweet town do? You know, what's their hot cocoa taste like? And so during COVID, I was just laying in a, at home, sitting on the couch, and I said to my husband, gosh, I would love to do a holiday travel show and visit all these small towns around the country. They're going to need a boost coming off of COVID, mm -hmm. our small towns and our small businesses. I really think there's something there. And so I put it together and Up TV believed in it, the Up Faith and Family channel. So kudos to them. And yes, we're heading into our second season. And it's just so much fun, Shannon, because Every little town does it a little bit different, but it's all this Christmas goodness. I hope it's just an uplifting and joyful thing for people to watch. It really is. And who doesn't need that? I mean, you are so good at all of the different um, decorating for the different holidays. It's not just Christmas with you. Um, I love watching your Instagram and seeing what you're up to. And you have a new puppy in the midst of all of this, too. Yes, we're crazy. Why did we decide to get a puppy in the middle of me doing a holiday travel show and writing a children's book, Shannon? I am mm -hmm. crazy. But I think a lot of mamas and dads out there can relate. You just kind of multitask and figure it out. And um, yeah, so the second season of the show, we're going to four different small towns. We're heading to Pigeon Forge, Tennessee, LJ, Georgia, North Pole, Alaska. Yes, there is a North Pole in Alaska. Wow. It's about 20 minutes outside of Fairbanks. Alaska and it is darling in our tiniest town it's only a couple thousand people and then Frostburg Maryland 
And um, they will air on Sundays on Up TV, Sunday nights at 9 Eastern, 8 Central. And yeah, you know, in all, the, all my travels, Shannon, I thought, gosh, every little town has their own little charm on their ice skating rink or their parade. And so when the idea came about to do a children's book, we said, why don't we do a make-believe town that's a composite mm-hmm. of all of these towns and so the christmas book the magic of a small town christmas is about the imaginary small town of heartbeat falls so megan i love the spirit of the book is really that i mean you're capturing this small town idea of the glistening snow the decorating the trees the sharing with your neighbors the meals the church services the windows lit up and the with the stars tinkling down and, it, and it's just such a sweet Really, you know, it's about the heart of Christmas and sharing it as a community. And you somehow have really captured that in this book. Oh, thank you so much. Well, that was my desire, Shannon. So I really appreciate that. Our small towns just do the holidays right in this country. You know, I mean, it. when I visit these small towns for my TV shows, you know, the mayor really does know everyone. And when you walk <laughs> down Main Street, people are recognizing each other and saying hello and helping each other decorate. I mean, there's such a charm to a small town where everybody knows everybody. There's a few local churches that everybody visits. And again, there's such a feeling of warmth and community. And so we tried to capture that in the story, this imaginary town of Heartbeat Falls, where, you know, there's a local bakery. And I named the local bakery Miss Sherry's Bakery, which is actually Mm -hmm. named after my neighbor, Sherry, who lives down the street and is totally that person that has everybody over on her front porch, knows all the kids' names in the neighborhood. Um, Mr. Richard's Tree Farm is reflected in the book, and that's named after my dad, who, you know, piled us in the van and took us to get our Christmas tree when we were growing up and all the little the little things i think it will harken back to our childhood shannon mm-hmm. i think even if you grew up in a big city maybe your neighborhood your block right had a couple of those small town elements or maybe you traveled home to grandma and grandpa in a smaller town during the holidays so i hope that those scenes will remind everybody that yeah it's a time to slow down and participate in those small town activities whether it is a tree lighting or going to the candlelight service at your local church. You know, that's that is exactly what the meaning of the season is is enjoying it with others and remembering, you know, to to celebrate Jesus' birth in all these sweet different ways. Mhm. And it does feel like a unifying time. Usually but regardless of what people's individual holiday observances are, everybody's sort of in a better mood, willing to give each other a little bit more grace, I hope, and and um, to get the benefit of the doubt. So I, that whole feel is captured in this book. Okay, so I want to talk about, you mentioned the places you're going to go this year, but let's talk about the towns you have visited. Anything that surprised you, a unique tradition, or uh, something favorite along the way that you found that maybe you thought, huh, maybe I can try that tradition myself? Oh, that's a great question. So in the first season, we went to, first season of Small Town Christmas, we visited Branson, Missouri, Bethlehem, Pennsylvania, Natchitoches, Mm -hmm. Louisiana, and we ended up in um, Somerville, South Carolina. And the coolest thing about that uh, season, I would say there were many, many elements, but Bethlehem, Pennsylvania, known as the Christmas City, they actually reenact every year a live advent down Main Street where crowds gather and they knock on the front door of a local small business and for 12 days somebody answers the door, greets the town there's some type of entertainment whether it's a song or a monologue or a speech or an acting out of something and then they gift the town something so if it's your local coffee 
coffee shop, they give out free cups of coffee. If it's a bookstore, they give out free books. Oh, that was the coolest thing. I'd never, I'd never seen that, Shannon. And they tell me they're the only live advent that they know of in the country. I think some other countries possibly do it in Europe, but in the U.S., that's the only town that, that does a live advent. And it was really cool to see an experience. Okay, you and I need to meet in Bethlehem. Yes, we need to we need yes. to go because this sounds pretty amazing. Anywhere that's giving out free books, I'm definitely excited about <laughs> yeah. that and definitely going to yeah. show up for that. Yeah. Okay, so so this year you're going to go for part of the show. You've got four new spots to go to, but one of them's actually called North Pole. Yes, yes, I know. I Googled it. It is true. It is 20 minutes outside of Fairbanks, Alaska. I was like, is there a North Pole? Yes, there is. It is mm. a darling small town in Alaska. Mayor Michael Welch, I feel like he is my good friend now, the mayor of North Pole. <laughs> uh, that's, that's the funnest part of the. Well, there's so many fun elements, Shannon, but one of the funnest moments for me is that first phone call to these towns when I begin to scout out if, if it's one of our locations. And I literally picked up the phone, called the mayor. He answered and I thought, Oh, this is great. And he began to tell me, as so many of these small towns do, oh, you need to go see this person and you mm-hmm. need to stay at the at the Hotel North Pole and you'll need to go down Main Street and do this. And so, yes, the North Pole takes their town very seriously. There is a Santa Claus house there that originally was a post office because children all across the world oh. mail, le- mail letters to of the course. North Pole and they end up in North Pole, Alaska, and it's turned into a whole business for this sweet little town. And get this, Shannon, there is a gentleman in North Pole, Alaska that we feature in the episode this season who legally changed his name to Chris Kringle so he could truthfully answer those letters. (laughs) That's so sweet. I love that because you know how excited kids get and adults too, frankly. But to be able to, to send them something special or to answer, I love that. Yes. And with a real name. Um, right. Okay, so right. how cold is it at the North Pole? I mean, my question is a little kid. I need to know. Yeah. So we are a lot of these towns. We have to film in November to be able to turn it and get it on air in December. Right. And so when everybody's watching the show, we literally have filmed it a couple weeks ago. And our crew works very quickly. And Up TV is an amazing network to let me do this because it's kind of unheard of in television, as you know, mm-hmm. to flip things so quickly. But I said, OK, any chance of snow? And the folks at North Pole, Alaska, told me there's a strong chance that we will get snow in November. They said it varies. It could be as cold as 20, 30, but it could also still be warm and be in the 50s and 60s. So mm-hmm. fingers crossed that when we go in the middle of November, there's a, there's, a, there's a very good chance of snow. We'll have more Live in the Bream in a moment. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. To your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Okay, so there are delicious foods, I'm guessing, in a lot of these traditions too, and drinks. 
Yeah, again, every town seems to have their idea of a Christmas cookie or a Christmas dessert. When we go to Frostburg, Maryland, there's a cute little shop that um, features Christmas desserts that, that we're going to show people how to make different things. When Ooh. we go to Pigeon Forge, Tennessee, we're going to Dollywood. We have to go to Dollywood. Oh my goodness, of course you do. Yes, we do. And Dollywood is known for their cinnamon bread. If anyone has ever been to Dollywood, mm. They are going to allow me to go back into the kitchen and reveal some of the magic on how they oh make that goodness. cinnamon bread. And we will be doing a giveaway with some cinnamon bread to the viewers, Shannon. People are known to show up to Dollywood and Pigeon Forge, buy cinnamon bread. They sell it all year long. Buy it in the summer and take it home and put it in the freezer Freeze and then pull it out for Christmas. It's that okay, good. So in addition to our trip to Bethlehem, we're also going back to Pigeon Forge. We're going to yes. have to get some cinnamon bread as well. Um, I find that so many places um, like that, that really embrace the Christmas charm, it's kind of um, you know a, a counter to the others who would say, you know, we want to just water down the, the um holiday season it's not really a priority or you know we're a big city we have other things to do we have other priorities here um but it really seems like these smaller places are really willing to go all in and some of that has to be like i know you've said you you get to talk to the mayors which is awesome um and the the leaders there who i'm sure see it as a huge advantage and a plus for their city but i can imagine as you've mentioned so much of this is just the people who live there Indeed, absolutely. For example, in Frostburg, Maryland, which is the final episode of season two of Small Town Christmas, they are known for being a storybook town come to life. They have a university there and the college students, this is a tradition that college students love and they tell me they come from all around to attend this college so they can participate in the Elf Olympics. Oh my goodness. And the college, what? Yes, the college students <laughs> dress up as elves and they come down Main Street and they do the Christmas cookie toss, the Christmas tree relay, Elfioki, which is their version of karaoke. Oh my goodness, yes. And they volunteer, Shannon, to, to help the town get in the holiday spirit and it all benefits children's literacy. And a whole movement has been built around this. And that's something that really inspires me, Shannon, is a lot of these Christmas activities are volunteer-driven, volunteer-run, and they're people giving back and never getting paid for it. They just enjoy it so much, and they want to be a part of the Christmas spirit and boost their town, tourism, and, and small business that I, it being volunteer-driven to me is very inspiring. Yeah, especially when it's going to benefit. There's a benefit to it. You're having fun, but there's still a benefit to it as well. Yeah. We are talking yeah. with Megan Alexander. Um, her latest book out October 18th is The Magic of a Small Town Christmas. It is so charming and sweet and something you'll want to share with any of the kiddos in your life. Um, it's a great gift and so much fun to read it going up to Christmas in those days and weeks leading up to Christmas as well. And I forgot to mention, Megan, that you also call athletic events. You're a speaker. <laughs> You do everything. Yeah. I try to list everything that you do, and I feel like that would take up the whole podcast. But you really, um, you really are, are a Renaissance woman, I could say. Oh well, Shannon, look who's talking. I'm just trying to keep up with you, my friend. Um, <laughs> I can't even keep fun. score. Like honestly, this is so bad. I'm embarrassed about things like tennis, which everyone in the world plays and knows how to keep score. I promise you, every match that I watch, and of course we were watching Serena, and we've been watching so much tennis in recent <laughs> months that I've been like, now tell me again how this works, the matches and the sets and the love and the what are I like? You're calling sports events. I can barely get my head around them. Now football, basketball, baseball. I grew up with those. I know those, but some of the others, um, I'm not exactly an expert, and you call soccer games, correct? 
Well, when when they, when you say call, it's not that I'm going play by play. I tend to be the public announcer for the soccer games okay. in the stadium. And I got to mm-hmm. give a shout out to the U.S. women's soccer team. A couple of mm-hmm. years ago, the head of U.S. women's soccer in the media division, his name is Aaron Gonzalez. And he got me together with a group of girl, other, other ladies. And he said, there's such an awesome girl power movement going on with the women's soccer team. We really want to have an all women's production team. How so fun. he has a female DJ at the U.S. Women's Soccer Games and a female announcer, and that's me, a female sideline reporter, my friend Jordan. So it, it was really a cool um, desire to, to make it an all-female, not just on the field playing soccer, but also on the production mm-hmm. side. And really, Shannon, it's it's not play-by-play. I'm, I'm saying more, you know, Megan Rapino with a goal! Woohoo! It's more just, <laughs> okay, you know, hyping up the crowd. <laughs> um, which we're very good at doing. So of all the things that you do, what do you really enjoy the most professionally? What do you get the most passion from? I mean, really, you do music acting, writing. My mom, like I said, loves you on Inside Edition. Um, you do a little bit of everything. Uh, are you one of those people who you got to be busy? Like you like to have so many balls in the air at the time with three kids and a new puppy and a husband? Um, or is there something that's kind of your favorite among all these things? The driving force for me, Shannon, really was when I became a mother. I have three kids. As you know, I have an 11-year-old, a 7-year-old, and a baby girl that just turned three. And as a mother, I'm like, gosh, I want to be able to watch shows with my kids. What movies Mm -hmm. can we watch as a family? As believers, as Christians, that can be very difficult to find content that matches with your values and your belief system. And so that was a driving force for me a couple of years ago to say, hey, I'm having a hard time finding uplifting, positive entertainment. I need to make some. And that was Mm -hmm. a driving force for me to put this Christmas show together and put it on air because I can watch it with my kids. I feel great about recommending it to other families. Hey, this is G Entertainment. You can watch it with Mm -hmm. any ages. I can bring in a faith element. I can interview a pastor. I can show a Christmas scene in a church because it's, it's my show and so I get to call the shots. And so that was it for me, Shannon, was becoming a mother and going, gosh, I wanna provide this content for other families and also really just other believers, regardless of if you have kids or not, I think there's a real hunger out there for positive, uplifting content, entertainment, media that you can consume that's good for your soul and your spirit and your mind. And that's why I produced the show. And that's why I wrote the book. I also want to give people quality, wholesome options when they look through the shelves at a bookstore. And and that's that was the driving force for the book, too. Again, the book is called The Magic of a Small Town Christmas by Megan Alexander. I promise you, as soon as you read it, you will want to put the tunes on and you will want to start getting everything out of the attic or the shed or wherever you keep it and start getting your house decorated. All right, Megan, this is a big debate that people around the world have all the time. When is too soon? When is appropriate for Christmas music? So for a long time, I believed November 1st was the rule. That's when when Halloween ends, we put up the Christmas decorations and start blasting the music November 1st. Um, Full disclosure, a couple of years ago, I started playing it in August. The earliest my Christmas trees have gone up is 1st of August. What? Yeah, 1st of (laughs) August for the trees. But honestly, Shannon, I will tell you, if I am having a sad day, a down Mm -hmm. day, I'm not feeling good about myself, and it's the middle of April, I have been known to put on the Christmas music that immediately lifts my spirit. So I'm a little bit year-round now. How about you? (laughs) 
I am too. And you know what I found? Weirdly enough, the last couple of books I've done, you know, you're always trying to figure out the best way to focus as you're sitting down to write. There's so many distractions. And do you want silence or do you want some music? What do you, you know, and for me, I found that when I play Christmas music, it does not matter if I'm writing in March or in November. I whatever reason that Christmas music helps me get in the zone. So I play it all the time and it's, it's, um, you know, it'll shuffle around on my, um, you know, my, I say iTunes and then Tessa, my assistant who's 24 laughs at me because apparently iTunes is not cool anymore. I don't know where people get their music, but that's where I get mine. Um, I guess I'm just supposed to be on Spotify and making channels and stuff. I don't know. Um, you can laugh at me in the comments, (laughs) but, but, um, you know, the collection of music I have currently on my phone, I'll say that, um, there's always music in there that's from Christmas and I don't, I don't ever tell it no. If it comes up in my shuffle, then yes, um, we're going to listen to it. Well, and let's be honest, Shannon, Christmas music is some of the most beautiful worship music I have ever heard. Oh, Holy Night. That is Mm -hmm. a gorgeous, beautiful, glorifying song to God. Um, Oh, Come All Ye Faithful, Mm -hmm. uh, Silent Night. I mean, some of the most beautiful worship songs, in my opinion, are Christmas songs. So in that sense... Why not play it year round? <laughs> yeah, and there are some ma- amazing stories behind Christmas songs and how they came together. And you may think you know the story, but man, there's some fascinating backstories on them. Um, but yeah. today, for our fascinating story, Megan Alexander's "The Magic of a Small Town Christmas." It is beautifully illustrated. It is sweet and just uplifting to the core. So, Megan, thank you for putting this out in the universe with all the other positive things that you do. We're going to be watching and cheering you on, and we thank you for joining us on Living the Bream. Thank you so much, Shannon. I have to give credit to my amazing illustrator, Hiroe Nakata. She brings the story to life. So thank you, Hiroe, for letting me do this with you. And thank you, Shannon, my fellow Christmas fanatic and soul sister. I love you, ladies. I love you, too. And listen, people can get your books anywhere they get books. Yeah, you can get it online on Amazon, Barnes & Noble, Books A Million, and it will be in bookstores October 18th. Or you can come to my website, MeganAlexander.com, if you would like to get a personalized copy for Christmas. Very nice. And I'm telling people right now, go follow her on Instagram. You will love all the decorating and the fun, amazing holiday things that she does. Megan Alexander, thank you, my friend. I hope to see you soon. Thank you, Shannon. Merry Christmas early. Merry Christmas. The Fox News Rundown, a contrast of perspectives you won't hear anywhere else. Your daily dose of news twice a day. Featuring insight from top newsmakers, reporters, and Fox News contributors. Listen and subscribe now by going to foxnewspodcasts.com.